Hello and welcome to the NRL Show, the podcast for all the Mojo sports fans who love rugby league. I'm your host, Lainey, but you won't be hearing my voice on the show today. The magically wonderful Gabby will be hosting the show and accompanied by panellists Emma and Lachlan to bring you the latest tips and insights on the NRL. The South City Rabbitohs have the bye this week, perhaps looking to recalibrate and regroup after their loss in the last round to the Newcastle Knights, who have successfully defended the Kingdom for seven straight rounds. And in this episode, Gabby and the team will preview round 26 of the NRL and review the best and worst of round 25. And to end the show, the panel will take a moment to share their choice of five NRL guests, past or present, they would invite to a dinner party. Make sure you tune in and don't forget to share any comments as to who you would invite or about the choices of the panel. I think I might invite hmm, Luke Brooks so he can fire up that barbecue he was gifted last week. Anyway, there's a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. This is the NRL show where we talk all things rugby league. We hope you enjoy the show. Well, hey everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mojo Sports NRL show. If it's your first time listening to the show, my name's Gabby and I'll be the interim host this week while our fearless and noble leader, Lainey, is away. However, I'm joined by the ever-wonderful Emma and Lachlan, my co-panellists. Yeah, this week could we could go pretty rogue here, so wish us luck, everyone. Um, enjoy the chaos. <laughs> so we have got round 26 of the NRL coming at us and finals are fast approaching. Before we get into this week's round, we'll do a quick little recap on round 25. First off, Em, I'll start with you. How are you to begin with? And do you want to let us know what your best performance was of round 25? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Gabby. Uh, I'm going to say the Tigers because they managed to come out on top when no one really expected them to. And um, yeah, I think well done to them. What about yeah. you, Lachlan? Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, I think for me, it'd be Newcastle. They just keep on keeping on, I guess. And yeah, we're just really comfortable against Souths in the end. So I'm excited to see what, what they can do. Um, I think in the finals, I think they're going to be there. So what about you, Gabby? Yeah, I actually had Billy Burns specifically for the Dragons, even though he was in a losing side against Melbourne. I thought he was really threatening and he doesn't really ever get a mention much, Billy Burns, and he's off contract at the end of the season. So I think he's definitely proving himself as someone the Dragons should keep on. A little fun fact about Billy He's from Parks, originally played for the Parks Spacemen, and I actually was his trainer slash strapper when he was playing rep footy in the country back when he was like 15, 16. Kind of exciting to see him do so well. Probably not against my team, but it's good to see young kids from the country having a go. So that was our best performances of the round. What was the worst performances for the week? Lachlan, I'll start with you. I'm going to go the recipient of the Knights' uh, victory, and that'll be the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, they have the bye this week, thankfully for them. But, yeah, they're going to have a real fight on their hands to be in this top eight, and that's a position that they, I think it's fair to say, they didn't expect to be in at this point in the season. So just not great all up. What about you, Emma? Yeah, it took the words right out of my mouth. I had them as well, and, yeah, not really much else to say. It's pretty... Uh... Disappointing if you're a Rabbitohs fan coming this close, it's, they've got to pull something off. And, um, yeah, it's not really the time to start drifting away like that. But what about you, Gabby? Yeah, same. I had the trail down specifically. I just think his little brain snap this close to the finals. I think it puts the Bunnies under a little bit of pressure. Like he's going to miss the final round against the Roosters, which 
will ultimately be really crucial for Souths to win if they want to make the top eight. And I just hate to think that what happened on the weekend, like we've poten- we could potentially have seen Latrell play his last game this year. Like, and that's a shame. Obviously, Seattle's had a lot going on emotionally around the club last week, but I just think this close to the finals, like you both touched on, like we should be seeing a little better. But hopefully, this week with little breather, they might they might really step it up against the Roosters in the final round. So that was round twenty five. We'll just quickly touch on a few major things that have happened over the weekend. Briefly, just wanted to talk about. The tackle between Ruben Garrick and Charles Nickel Cookstad on Friday night, but it was the Manly and Warriors game. Em, I'll get you to lead this. It's obviously caused a bit of controversy in rugby league circles. Yeah, basically, was it or was it not a dangerous tackle? Definitely con- controversial, but yeah, they're saying like that it wasn't dangerous, but I don't understand how that is not a dangerous position. He fell from so high and now he's actually got um, two fractured vertebrae. So that's means that he'll miss at least the next couple of games for the rest of the season, basically. And I think that's just common sense. Seeing someone land on their back, uh, I don't understand how that's not a dangerous position to land in. And also, if it's not in the rule book, like you already know not to tackle someone in the air from a um, like when they're catching the ball. I don't understand why it's different if the ball bounces. That's just me, but like. Yes, it's not specifically that that's in the rule book, but to me that's just common sense, like if he's in the air. And the way that the tackle was too, he just kind of charged um, at his legs, wasn't really even looking at him, just like fully coat hanging him basically from <laughs> taking his legs out from under him. And I just don't understand how, it, even if there's nothing in the rule book, it just seems like common sense to me. Like I'm pretty sure there's nothing in the rule book about um, taking a baseball back to someone, but you obviously know you're not going to do that. Like, am I wrong there? Like what are you guys thinking? Yeah, Lachlan, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think we need to, does the NRL need to look at the rule or was it considered a safe tackle? I'm thinking pretty similar to Emma at the moment. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's just a slight tweak to the dangerous tackle rule over the uh, over the summer. I think that's probably what should happen. Just a minor thing, maybe giving the referees a bit more discretion in terms of um, what a dangerous tackle is and isn't. Otherwise, I think it's just pretty unfortunate in the end. Knuckly incident and I, I feel for Ruben Garrick. That's a terrible way to end season. I think Emma pretty much summed it all up. I think you made a great point, Emma, about why is it considered dangerous if it's caught on the full and not when the ball bounces. Like I don't see the difference really in that circumstance. I think it probably has to be investigated in a little bit more depth now that he does have those confirmed fractures because we don't want players having their backs broken week in, week out because it's considered a safe tackle. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this, whether or not the rule, because I guess that's what everyone is arguing on, saying that the rule said it was safe. I think we definitely need to look at whether the rules need to be changed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes it's hard to really find a rule for every little thing. And if you do have it, well, who the hell is going to remember that? But I think just giving the referees a little bit of power to use their brain a little bit. Like I think I know there's all those rules in place to make sure that no one's going to blame them for making the wrong call. They can just go straight back to the rule book. But sometimes like in these situations, if there is no rule, it just seems crazy to take that power away from them because it's not specifically said, you know what I mean? Like I'm sure if they were able to use their common sense a little bit, I'm pretty sure the referee would have ruled it something else, but maybe he might not have maybe thought like, oh, it's fine, but I'm pretty sure they would have 
had something else to say about it if they were if they knew that they weren't going to have heaps of criticism for saying something that's not exactly in the rule book. Yeah, and I think they you hear so much about the duty of care being like that whole argument and it sort of hasn't even really been considered. I don't know, Mitch Moses was talking about how the bunker needs to be scrapped in terms of this and there should be the like it's the referees call and whether or not they should bring two referees in. I just think yeah, we need to maybe reevaluate the duty of care. Like he was in obvious pain. It wasn't like he was laying there to milk a penalty. I think yeah. that's what needs to be considered. Yeah, absolutely. And I know this is a different situation, but is there an actual rule that says you can't bite someone? Because remember when that NRLW player did that? I feel like that's a random rule that I doubt there would be a rule, but just common sense says it. no. But maybe it's, I just feel like why <laughs> Why would that be a rule? Because I've never seen that before. But you know what I mean? Like you can't pick every little thing. Yeah, well, there's been so much noise about hip drop tackles and yeah. like players having their lower limbs damaged. A back is still important. Like his back is still yeah. damaged now. Like, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, well, guess we don't make the rules, but. <laughs> One day we might. <laughs> yeah. Lachlan, I wanted you to chat about the Tigers. There's been so much happening in the past week. Tim Sheen's, I want to say the word dismissal. I can't really think of a word that's best to describe what happened. Benji taking over the, the reins. What are your thoughts on it? Can you explain to us what's going on? I think for me, there's just a heap of disappointment with the Tigers again. And. I don't think it's really centred upon the decision. I think it's centred upon that we can't stick to this five-year plan that we've set out, right? So when this whole idea of Tim Sheens for two years, Benji will get trained up as head coach and he'll come in, I was like, okay, at least we, you know, we have some steps to work towards. And then to have that plan go out the window after, what, like eight months, like that's just disappointing and it tells me that, Benji's position isn't necessarily safe at all for the next four and a bit years, especially with how quickly we've gone through coaches. It just adds more uncertainty around the club. And as while that's still there in the background, I don't see how we perform any better on the field. So, yeah, it's just a disappointment for me. I get the decision in terms of, um, or I mean, results, just look at the results. But um, just a bit of stability would be nice, especially as a fan. Um, and I'm sure it's more so for the players. Congratulations to Benji, though. I am very glad that he's our head coach. Um, and I really hope, I think it'd be quite the story if he's the one who takes us out of this mess. Absolutely, like a fairy tale. I'm just wondering why it happened, and you probably are too, Lachlan, why did it happen like last week? Why couldn't they wait until the end of the season? Yeah, it's just, it's really bizarre. I, I don't understand the club in the slightest. And that's why these things continue to happen. There's just going to be continued continued cause for you know, the things in the background to change, the chairman um, especially, but seems nonsensical. I can imagine it would be frustrating as a fan. But, again, I feel a little bit sorry for Tim Sheens. He's obviously on board with the decision. But then, like, how good was the Tigers' win on the weekend? But then it's almost like, oh, why couldn't you do that for Tim Sheens? It's like now Benji's take. Like, I felt a bit sorry for him. Even though it was overall good and Tim wanted this, it was just, yeah, it was, what a random weekend. And, the the barbecue situation, the Luke Brooks barbecue situation. Oh do yeah. you like that idea as a gift to a player that's played eleven years at a club? Um, <laughs> it's it's personal. It's a personal touch. I like that. I guess if you like the barbecue, go ahead. <laughs> it's all a bit ridiculous. I guess it pretty much sums up the Tigers. Really, yeah, I do feel bad for Tim Sheens as well. I love Tim Sheens. 
a big part of the club for basically since its existence. So I hope he continues to stay around the club uh, for the next few years, for sure, and continues to assist Benji, I guess, even in that head coach role. Excited for the next few years under Benji, and hopefully next year's the year. I hope so too, Lachlan. And what would you have gotten Luke Brooks as a farewell gift? Probably not a barbecue. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the guy. Maybe, yeah, as Lachlan said, maybe he does like the barbecue. It just seems really strange. It's like I, really strange to bring it out on the field. like. And know. not even at, like, a home game. So he's having to, like, load this barbecue yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, um, yeah, I'll just chuck that on the bus when I leave. Sweet. Thanks. Do I have to drag it, had, it back into the sheds or? <laughs> it had, like, a little plaque on it. And it, like, had his, like, thank you, Luke Brooks on it. And I was like, they're really going all out with this barbecue. Like, personally, I feel like maybe you sh- they should have got him, like, a, a watch or something. Like, the barbecue is valued at $1,000. Like, they could have got a watch or <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. it felt so weird that like they set it up as like a photo opportunity and like a big thing that like the media was going to go oh it's so wholesome look at this a barbecue for their their favorite halfback over the past 10 years i don't, maybe I don't know really likes to barbecue maybe that's what it yeah, is like but... maybe we're missing something like maybe there's like a joke. Joke. <laughs> yeah but still they still presented it like we'd all get it and be like oh haha <laughs> And he's, like, expected just to stand there shaking hands in front of a barbecue. Like, the barbecue looks <laughs> out of place. <laughs> anyway, look, Lachlan, I'm so pleased that you can see the lighter side of this because it's just chaos. And it's, hopefully it's the start of a fresh start for the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have faith, Lachlan. Actually, this, year, this was our new era. Yeah. It's just taken a tiny <laughs> little step back to go into another new era. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's definitely a detour, but who knows? I think it could be could be really good in the end. We'll have to find out soon, but can't get much worse, can it? Well, don't take away from the fact exactly. that it was a really good win on the weekend. Yeah. And like yeah. Appy's goal from the sideline. Did you yeah. like that often? That was epic. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I got caught <laughs> up in it a bit, but in the end, you take a step back and it's the Dolphins who've got, you know, a 70% reserve grade side really at this point of the season. Don't and it just kind of puts that. everything in. You've got to take it where you can get it, Lachlan. I actually didn't realise Appy could kick like that. It was brilliant. I was like, oh, I've been all year. I'm proud of them for you, Lachlan. Okay. I'm proud of them too. Got to, got to take the win. Yeah. So as we mentioned at the start of the show, we have arrived at round 26 of the NRL this week and finals are coming for us, which is so exciting. This week we see South Sydney with the bye and it could be suggested amongst our chat earlier that they definitely need it after the Bunnies lost to the Knights in Newcastle last week. They will just have a little breather before they play the Roosters in their final round of the regular season. So let's get into it, team. On Thursday night at 8, we have the Penrith Panthers playing the Parramatta Eels. This is last year's grand final rematch looking very different. Um, Penrith's obviously coming off a massive win from the Titans last week, and Parramatta obviously suffered that loss to the Roosters. Both teams have very minimal changes. For the Panthers, Brian Toto is back after being rested, so Tom Jenkins goes to the reserves. Hooker Mitch Kenny and forward Scott Sorensen remain sidelined, so Jack Cogger holds the number nine jersey, and Zach Hosking lines up again in the back row, and Isaac Tago is still out with a leg injury. For Parramatta, on the other hand, forward Sean Lane returns from an elbow injury, so Parramatta fans will be glad to see him return. And But he has only been named on the bench at the expense of Brendan Hands, 
in the only change to the same 17 that went down to the Roosters. I think it's pretty pretty clear this week for me going Penrith. I think it's safe to say Paris season. I think it's time to pack it up. I was talking to my partner earlier, the avid Parramatta supporter in the house, and I said, is there any chance that they could make it if they beat Penrith? And he said it would it would take a miracle. So I'm not holding on to any miracles this week. I'm going for a Penrith win. What do you guys think? And also, before we dissect this on the topic of Penrith, who is going to get the minor premiership? This is a pretty massive <laughs> digression, but is Penrith going to maintain that consistency to obtain the minor premiership or do you think it potentially could go to Brisbane? Yeah, well, just on Penrith Eels, um, I don't really like backing the Eels at the best of times, so I'm definitely not going to do it this time. Penrith are just looking way too strong. So there's really not much else to say with them. Like they're, they're ready, they're serious about their three feet. Yeah, I don't think the Eels are going to stand in their way. For the minor premiership, the Broncos are up against the Storm next week. Panthers are up against Cowboys. As much as I would like to say that it would be you going down, Gabby, I think it's more likely that I will be the one that gets the loss next week. I know I said that I thought the Broncos would finish out on top. I think it will probably be Penrith at this stage. But I would rather not <laughs> so that the Cowboys can stay in there. It hadn't really clicked in my head that this was the grand final rematch until you said that, Gabby. It doesn't feel like that at all. There doesn't seem to be too much of a build-up, you know, Battle of the West or whatever. It's just um, another game for Penrith to go through and win, I think. So, yeah, Panthers for me. And minor premiership, I don't see things changing from how they are at the moment. Penrith have a pretty decent gap in terms of for and against, so I think that'll be enough to see them hold on to first. Any thoughts, Gabby? I think Penrith will maintain that, the minor premiership, which I would have liked to see Brisbane do it. I think Penrith are on a roll here. I think that they will be there in the end. And it's just a matter of time as to who's going to match them there. Um, But I do think um, they'll get the minor premiership. So after Thursday night on Friday night, we have the Warriors and Dragons kicking off at 6pm. The Warriors are coming off a win against Manly last week. However, the Dragons were defeated by Melbourne, but made me very nervous watching that game because they probably could have won. And that would have been karma to me because I have written the Dragons up all year. Lachlan, what can we expect on Friday night with these two teams? We're back at Auckland that Friday evening, um, hopefully another big crowd in New Zealand, and the win for the Warriors will secure their top four finish, uh, while win for the Dragons will see them definitely keep ahead of the Tigers in terms of the wooden spoon. The Warriors, they're sitting on six straight wins at the moment. It's the first time they've been, they've gone, they've strung this many wins together since 2002, if you can believe that. They've been Manly last week, 29-22, despite a shaky first half, which saw uh, Jason Saab grab a hat-trick. But yeah, they kept the Seagulls scoreless in the second half. So in terms of team news for the home side, they've got the same 17. But uh, notably, Tamarin Martin uh, made a late inclusion. He's returning from a broken leg earlier in the season. So he's outside the 17 at the moment, but in that squad. So yeah, it might be a late change for the Warriors. Uh, the Dragons, they from Melbourne all the way, as you mentioned there, Gabby but ended up 10-point losers, unfortunately, for them, 38-28, to high-scoring one. Um, Zach Lomax missed out on that game due to a shoulder, but he's been named this week despite that. This is the second time these two sides have met this year, with uh, about two months ago the Warriors um, putting the sword through the Dragons, 48-18, to despite a sin bidding as well to Murata Niakore. And I think the Warriors will be able to replicate that this weekend. They're, they're really on a charge all of a sudden. Not really all of a sudden at this point, but 
six in a row. That surprised me. I thought they had a sprinkling of losses in there, but six in a row, they've snuck out on that one. They're a real premiership contender this year. I really believe that. And I think they should do away with the Dragons pretty comfortably. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I've got to agree there. I think um, Dragons, I know they put in a good effort last week, but the Warriors are just looking too good. And pretty much everything that you said is uh, took the words right out of my mouth. It's, it's an easy Warriors for me, and I'll be shocked if it's any different. I could be wrong. What about you, Gabby? Yeah, well, if last week taught me anything, it's do not sleep on the Dragons, especially at this end of the season. They've, I said, I mentioned a few shows back that something about the bottom nine that just get this extra bit of oomph towards the end of the season because they have obviously not much pressure, not bottom nine, I shouldn't say that, maybe bottom four, <laughs> get this extra bit of, yeah, momentum and obviously not playing for much but pride, which can obviously do some funny things as the Dragons demonstrated last week I literally held my breath for 80 minutes um but this week I think the Warriors are on such a roll as you said Lachlan that it's it's hard to tip against them especially at home they're they're looking good and they're looking threatening for all teams that play against them in the finals especially if they can secure any home games in front of their home crowd they have been playing phenomenally so Laney will be very happy with our tips this week all of us going for the Warriors Also on Friday night this week at 8pm, we have the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Um, The Dolphins lost to the Tigers last week and the Cowboys also lost to the Sharks. RIP the Cowboys. That was a shock. I was actually shocked. I'm excited to get your perspective on that little insight and also a preview of what's to come this week on this game. Oh, man. Well, I don't really know what insight to give you other than devastation. It's pretty much all I can can say. Um, I was really hoping that the Cowboys would be able to start winning a bit and push us back in there. And now I'm like very aware that we may not make the finals. The Dolphins, yeah, <laughs> crazy, crazy shock loss. But um, I said at the start that I don't think anyone predicted it, but actually I think the Dol- the Tigers were favourites, weren't they? So that was probably a lie from my part. It was just me that didn't predict it. <laughs> I think the Dolphins are still trying to prove that they're hanging around, but they're just really being challenged in their depth. and it's kind of bit hard to pull that together at finals end when everybody else is really trying to pull off something special. So I'm hoping that that'll help the Cowboys out, but oh, I don't want to hold my breath. Um, it is technically a Dolphins home game, but it'll be at Suncorp, which I think they both play right there. It's kind of a bit of a mutual ground. Uh, the last time they played at the start of the year and the only other time, the Dolphins won 32-22, but the Dolphins have only won one of their past 10 matches. So that's something positive for me, <laughs> I can say. Uh, the Cowboys, yeah, as I said, they just really need this, even if they want a slight chance of um, making the finals. I think even if they win this and the next game, something else pretty much has to happen for us to get into the finals. So, yeah, they'll have to really come out and give it everything they've got. For the team list, um, the Hemmer is coming back from a head knock for the Dolphins. So he's actually going to be going back to fullback and Cody Nikarima will be returning to 5'8". So Isaiah Katoa will go to the reserves. And then forwards Connolly Lemuelu and Kenny Bromwich are also returning from head knocks. And Herman Essiesi and Ewan Aitken is shifting to the bench. For the Cowboys, Hill Mluki comes into the starting side with Jeremiah Nanai out with a shoulder injury. And Zach Laybutt comes into the centres. So Mario Taolangi pushes to the wing and Semi Valame is out with a knee injury. Uh, Kulikefu Finifuaki is on the bench. And that's, yeah, that's the main changes. So. 
couple of things to look out for. The Dolphins winger Jermaine Asako is only five points away from breaking a record for the most points scored for a new club in, in his first season. In its first season, sorry. The record is held by Joel Kane, who scored 224 points in the West Tigers' first season in 2000. And Cowboys fullback Scott Drinkwater has produced 24 tries this this season, second only to Warriors playmaker Sean Johnson with 25. So uh, Drinkwater's career try assist tally standing at 79 in 92 games, which is pretty impressive, I think. But, yeah, I'm obviously going to back the Cowboys, but uh, the Dolphins like to just really test me. (laughs) They can do some crazy things, but I'm really hoping that uh, we can get this one. What are you guys thinking? If the Dolphins can't beat the Tigers, then I don't think they can beat the Cowboys. They're just struggling a bit at the moment um, in terms of depth. They put up more fight than I thought they would, um, even though I did tip the Dolphins, I think. In the end, I think I was pretty impressed by the fight they put up against the Tigers, especially with the team list, just when you look at those names. The Cowboys should be too strong. They've got a lot to play for. And yeah, I'd be really disappointed as a Cowboys fan if they didn't get the win here because they really should. Hopefully for you, Emma, they can. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Cowboys. One last sort of hope in them. And are you confident in them making the finals? Like, I think like they've, really- they've got to really get past this out. And I don't think Souths can do it. Cowboys had so much momentum towards the start of like at the start of the year. Like, what has kind of happened? I honestly, I don't know. I don't know what's happened. They've just like fallen off a cliff in the last few. Going so like good. when it really mattered, though. Like we've yeah. only lost the last three games or something, but it was like at that crucial point where we really needed to keep winning. Who do you play in the last round? Panthers. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> so that's what's really concerning me. I think the worry for the Cowboys is that the Rabbitohs are playing the Roosters in the last round. So that means one of those teams is going to end up with two points no matter what. And they're both kind of in that fight for eight. So yeah, a bit of a tough ask for the Cowboys from here, I think. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's a good point, actually. It'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't, um, I'm definitely not confident, Gabby, to answer your question. <laughs> I would, I'm hopeful, but yeah, not confident at all. Well, hopefully they can get the win. This week. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, my powers are all off lately. Um, but I can't back the Dolphins. It's it's the Dolphins to me. It's like pack her up, try again next yeah. year. We'll see you next year. But the Cowboys, I'm, I'm still very hopeful, even though I said the Knights will be in the top eight and not the Cowboys. Um, I still think they've got that little bit of fight. Like who's to say they don't come out and beat Penrith? There's like one final like we're here to fight. <laughs> I just put that bit of doubt in Penrith's mind as well heading into the finals. That'd be a great result for the comp. Yeah, yeah. let's just let's go with that then. They're going to beat Penrith in the final round. Yes. <laughs> How good. So we're all, we've all backed the Cowboys. They've got our full support. Let's go, boys. <laughs> okay, so on Saturday, a full Saturday of footy we have on Saturday afternoon, I think. I think at around three, we see the Storm and the Titans go head-to-head. Guys, I'm so, so excited because Ryan Pappenhausen has been listed amongst the reserves and I'm trying not to freak out and fangirl, but I might. <laughs> it's a massive moment. He might not even get two minutes, but let's hope he does. Let's hope he just, even if he just runs out there and runs back to the bench, I'll be happy. Um the last time these two sides met within round three, the Titans actually beat us 38-34. Um, so I'm hoping after last week with Melbourne getting a bit of a shake-up against the Dragons, I'm fairly certain that wouldn't have went down well in the dressing sheds and at training this week. I think Craig Bellamy would have been full spray mode. 
which is good because if Melbourne are struggling like that against the Dragons at this point in time in the season, um, Storm fans, including myself, should be pretty nervous. They can't be slipping up at this point in time. They can't be resting on their laurels or whatever and just accepting where they are on the ladder. They've still got to, they've still got to prove a point. Um, for the teams this week, as I mentioned, star fullback Ryan Pappenhausen has been listed amongst the reserves as he nears a long-awaited return from his knee injury that he sustained last year. Nelson Asafa Solomona has been named to start at lock and Josh King is out. So that's the only changes to Melbourne. For the Titans, Jaden Campbell suffered a dislocated patella, which is almost, I guess, a little bit of a sigh of relief for Titans fans that he escaped any ACL injury. Um, Philip Sami also has a foot injury, so both of those players will miss the final two games of the season. Veteran 5'8", Kieran Foran, is back from a sternum injury, and Jojo Fafita returns from an ankle injury to fill the wing spot vacated by Sami with, with that foot injury. The forward pack remains the same with Jamin Jolliffe named to start and Isaac Liu on the bench, although they may swap on game day as they did last week against Penrith. Uh, I think uh, I feel like I'm maybe 70% confident with backing the Storm this week. After last week against the Dragons, that only made me a little bit fearful. I I don't know about their, um, whether or not they're really serious contenders this year, Melbourne. Um, It takes a lot for me to admit that. But these, as I said, the bottom sides are showing this fight that, comes up around this point in time of the season. But I think the Titans, that loss to Penrith, probably put them a bit on the back foot. So I'm going to go Melbourne and hopefully we see Ryan Pappenhausen even for three minutes. I don't know. We might not, but it's good signs for them that he is coming back on board at some point. What do you guys think? Lachlan, I'll start with you first. Who are you going to back? I'm going to go Melbourne as well. I just don't see the Titans really challenging them that much. I think Melbourne might have learned a bit from last week against the Dragons. I don't think they'll let that happen again. I think the Storm might just get on top of the Titans in the first, you know, 10 or 20 and then just kind of ride it all the way home. Not too much else to add, I don't think. Yeah, I think you can be pretty confident, Gabby, that's the Storm after all. And, yeah, I know the Titans have been fighting pretty hard lately, but to me, they're done. Their season's over. Um, Storm are in fourth place, and I think they are genuine contenders. It's just um, I think it just seems like they're not doing as – like that well because they're not doing as well as they normally are. They're not looking as strong, but I think they're still looking stronger than a lot of the other teams and, yeah, especially the Titans. So I'm definitely going to back them this weekend. Well, that makes me feel a lot better, you guys. I feel like I'm just hard on them because I just couldn't believe how bad they played last week against Dragons. But, again, you just assume that they're a shoe-in. But Dragons displayed some fight. After the Storm and Titans game on Saturday, we have the Roosters playing the Tigers at 5.30. Exciting to say, but both these teams are coming off victories. That's so good to say, Lachlan. Both these teams are coming off wins. Roosters got over Parramatta and the Tigers got the win over the Dolphins. Lachlan, take us through this game. I'm excited. I hope the Tigers can ruffle some feathers. Wouldn't that be great? Um, Yeah, I'm really excited um, for this one. But I think, to be honest, mostly from... A Roosters perspective just because they have so much to play for and this is they're such been such a major player in the past you know decade of NRL oh really the history of rugby league but um to have them really pushing for finals here and to have to get past the Tigers which they should do 
but to have so much pressure on a game that they're expected to win by probably a heap, I think this is a game that's teed up for um, something a bit chaotic to happen. Yeah, so at Moore Park, it's really that focus on roosters and bunnies. So bunnies with the bye means they've got the jump on the roosters. So a win for the roosters means we could have bunnies versus roosters for eighth spot in the final round, both tied on points, obviously depending on the Cowboys as well. But yeah, that's just such an exciting prospect. Also a year after that amazing game at the opening of um, Alliance as well. So um, while the Tigers, we touched on that chaos while it continues. But yeah, we got the win. So happy with that. Also, if you had have told me at the start of the year that the Tigers would win a game with or partially with a spine of um, Jareem Buller, Dane Laurie, Api Kurosawa at halfback, and then um, Justin Matamua um, as the hooker, I would have been very, very confused. But, yeah, we'll take that. In terms of the Tigers' team news, uh, Will Smith is into the halves with Dane Laurie for a bit more of a conventional halves pairing with Appy back to his role at hooker. And Jake Simpson is out um, with HIA protocols. The Roosters' home side, uh, their big news is that Sam Walker is back. And that means Drew Hutchinson is out. He makes way. Tedesco, however, will be missing from the side. Joey Manu shifts to fullback and Corey Allen plugs that hole in the centres. And Jared Maria Hargrave returns, pushing Fletcher Baker to the bench. Um, so, yeah, the Roosters want to build on that massive win over the Eels um, that really kind of kick-started their finals hopes again. They put down Parath, pretty much knocked them out. So, yeah, it's do or die for them from here on out. When I look at this game, my head goes back to last year, the last meeting between these two sides where the Roosters pummeled us in the first half and just continued on. It was um, a terrible 80 minutes. 72-6 was the final scoreline, the Roosters over the Tigers. So I don't think it's going to be quite that bad, but I do think the Roosters will get it done, possibly in a last-minute desperate kind of way, um, just for some added drama. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I think they will, the Roosters, but oh, I hope they don't. If the Tigers come out and win, that will just be... So good. I'll be so happy. <laughs> uh, it might give us a chance to make it into the finals. So, yeah, I'll definitely be cheering for the Tigers, but I don't have the confidence that they will beat them. I think the Roosters are going to come out firing, really trying to get in that spot to make the finals so they don't miss out for the first time in however long. But, yeah, I would like to see them miss out. I feel the exact same way. Not confident enough to back against the Roosters. However, I would love to see them get beat, especially by the Tigers. How good. Let the Tigers go on a bit of a roll for the end of the season. Show that they're like, they're ready for 2024. They're going to be the threats. They're contenders. Let's get it started now. Benji will take over. (laughs) Start a hashtag. (laughs) Yeah. We'll start something. We'll get something rolling. The the start of them beating the Roosters. And hopefully, Lachlan, it can be, as big a scoreline as last year, but the other way around. So Tigers 76, Roosters 6. My God. Oh, how good. I will go to the moon if that happens. That, that's, that's my moon card I'm pulling. But, yeah, I'd be very happy. To complete a Saturday of footy, we have the Raiders and the Broncos kicking off at 7.35. Again, both these teams are coming off victories. The Raiders are in sixth place and the Broncos are in second. Um, how's it looking for these two teams? This will be an interesting game, this game. I think the Raiders will be wanting to secure that sixth spot and make sure no one comes for them. What can we expect? Yeah, well, the more I look at it, the more even I feel like it is, I, th- I don't know if I'm just overthinking this, but when I first think, I'm just like, yep, Broncos are a better team. They've got it easy. But the last time they met, the Raiders actually won. And 
the more I look at it, I'm starting to think that the Raiders will come out and try and do that again. But hopefully I'm just I just need to stop overthinking this because I'm gonna get my tips wrong again this week. Uh the Broncos are on a pretty good winning streak at the moment, but the Raiders have had a really mixed bag. I just we've said before on this show that the Raiders are just they fly under the radar a little bit. They're a bit confusing, but just never really think of them as as that good. And then somehow they're still there. And then I'm like, oh, yep, here they are falling off, but they're, they're still hanging on. So, yeah, it'll be – I think it's going to be tight. The For the team list, the Raiders, uh, Jack Whiten has actually been named in the reserves because he is getting close to coming back from his hamstring strain. So whether he comes back before finals will be yet to see, but he has been named in the reserves. Albert Hopawati has also been named, but – James Schiller could be called in off the bench. Um, it's for his uh, rib injury, so we'll just see how he goes, I guess. Forward Corey Horsburgh has been named despite suffering a head knock last week. And Seb Chris is in the extended squad as he nears his return from hamstring injury as well. For the Broncos, they are without Adam Reynolds. So I think that's probably another reason that I'm starting to think that the Raiders might actually make it a pretty close game. Um, he's being replaced by Jock Madden. And finally, Corey Oates is coming back from his knee injury and will finally get to play his 200th game that we talked about forever ago. So Dean Marinart will go to the reserves. And Jesse Arthurs is back and has been named at 18th man um, after his concussion. So Corey Jensen has been added to the bench while Prop Marty Tupperor has served his suspension and is listed in the reserves. So that's it for the team list. As I said, it's really just Adam Reynolds that's making me think the Raiders, but I'm going to back the Broncos and I think that they will just get over the line, even if it's a close game. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking Brisbane as well. Um, I think they've just really they haven't given their opponents any room to breathe, really, the past few weeks, um, especially. And I think they're going to power on until the, until the finals. Um, I don't think the Raiders will be much in their way, to be honest, even without Adam Reynolds. I do think it's an important game, though, in terms of whether they actually are uh, premiership, you know, potential winners um, to see how they go without their their star halfback, how they adapt. Um, so, yeah, an important game for Broncos fans to to be scrutinising, but I think they can be fairly confident of the win. What do you think, Gabby? I completely agree with both of you. I was a little worried considering it's a Raiders home game and Adam Reynolds is out, but I just think Jock Madden, like, like it'll be fine. Like, they'll be fine. Like, I feel like they've been preparing for thing, like games like this and the final season. Like, they've prepared for these kind of things all year. So I feel like it'll be, it'll be hard for people to back against Brisbane, but it will be almost, we call it the game of the round. I don't know. It's It'll be exciting either way. I'm going to go the Broncos. Uh, they're a very safe bet from here on in. So on Sunday, we have the Bulldogs playing Manly um, as the first match of the day. The Bulldogs went down to the Raiders last week and Manly went down to the Warriors. So both teams coming off losses. Manly is currently in 12th place. The Bulldogs are in 15th. They're hard, almost a little bit hard to distinguish between the two. They've got the Titans and the Dolphins between them. Lachlan, what can we expect on Sunday? This this will be an exciting game too. Yeah, it should be. And like lacking finals footy to play for, I think there's a lot of uh, pride and passion, hopefully, that they can put on display and a good chance for some players as well just to play with maybe a little bit more freedom. So, yeah, Sydney Olympic Park, um, both teams kind of turning their attention to 
2024. Uh, this is the second time that these two sides have met in the NRL. Uh, back in round one, which seems like an age ago, um, Manly thrashed, well, not thrashed, beat the Bulldogs pretty comfortably, 31-6 to um, at Brookvale. Uh, we'll see how their performance difference differs uh, so many months later and in front of what will probably be a fairly light-on crowd at Homebush compared to the very vocal fans at Brookvale. For the Bulldogs, uh, it's really their defence that's been laying them down this season. They've conceded 693 points so far, the worst defensive record of any team this year, and they've conceded 70 more points than the Dragons, who are in second place. So that says a lot. They've got that uh, by quite a margin. And that's kind of on display with last week. They managed to put 24 on the Raiders, but uh, let in six tries, so still went down. Uh, in terms of team news, not many changes. Jaden Ockenbohr drops out of the 17 with Curtis Morin um, coming into the onto the bench for his first appearance since round 21. Uh, for Manly, they head into the final two weeks, I guess, drawing what could have been. They started the season pretty well, had that pre-season challenge win as well. And now they are in 12th and they are three points off the eight. But because of South Spy, that means there's too many points to make up in these final two rounds. Ruben Garrick, he's suffered that fractured back and will likely be out for the remainder of the season. While so Toltau Kula will be named to start at fullback. That's his first time starting anywhere but the centres this year for Manly. And Brad Parker fills in his vacated spot in the centres. Uh, ben Trebojevic is back on deck in the starting second row. So Kama Tuolangi will start from the bench. And that means Josh Schuster is out of the 17. And we've also got promising young hooker um, Gordon Chan-Kung Tong set to make his NRL debut from the bench. There's been quite a bit of talk about, around him through the lower grades, especially, I think, during trial matches at the start of this year. He made a bit of an impact for Manly. So excited to see how he goes, see how many minutes he gets off the bench. He also only made his New South Wales Cup debut this year, so he's uh, been, I guess, fast-tracked into the NRL, um, comparatively at least. I feel like the Bulldogs could spring an upset here, and I think that's what I'm going to tip, just because Manly are still having to deal with the fact that their final chances are now gone, while Canterbury have had that um, in their heads for a while now. So I feel like they could they could spring one on Manly. What do you think, Emma? Yeah, I'm feeling a little bit similar again. Um, I'm going to go Manly, and I think that they can do it, but it would not shock me at all at the moment, um, especially with Ruben Garrett. I think he's pretty influential player um he yeah he scores a bit of points and kicks and all that sort of stuff um I think Manly still have the potential to get the win but yeah they're starting to look a little bit closer to the Bulldogs maybe well I was pretty certain on Manly but Lachlan you've almost convinced me to go Bulldogs I think there's something about them that's they could do it this week if they're gonna do it like you say Em they're gonna do it It'll be this week. I don't know. Em, how's your husband feeling anyway about Manly um, not making the top eight? Basically walked off a cliff last week. So <laughs> he he reckons that the refs are against them and every game's rigged against them. So Oh, no. He's done that rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, look, I'll go Manly. Just, just, <laughs> just you don't want him coming after you. <laughs> I'll go Manly, but I'm liking your tip, Lachlan. The Bulldogs, if they're going to do it, they'll do it this week. After the Bulldogs-Manly game on Sunday, our final game of the round, actually I take back what I said about the Raiders and Broncos being the game of the round. I think this one will be it. Knights and Cronulla. Knights are on fire at the minute and these two teams have got a lot to prove against each other. Um, Knights at home has started to become like a little cult fan favourite. for And then Novacastrians, are they called? 
The Knights had a really good win against South, um, which made them look they're there to prove a point. The Knights, they're coming. They're coming for everyone. But Cronulla also beat the Cowboys. So this is an exciting match. And talk us through it. I'm so keen. Yeah, it is shocking to me uh, that the Knights are favourites. And then I realise I'm even more shocked by the fact that they actually have won now seven back-to-back wins. Can you believe that? The Knights. So I will eat my words because I think when we did our first, very first show and Lainey made us go through the whole ladder at the end of the season, I actually had them as the wooden spoon. So yeah, I was wrong, <laughs> very wrong. Still shocking to me. I don't understand how that happened. Um, but anyway. Last time they played back in May, the Sharks won 26 to 6. And last year they also won 38 to 16. But I feel like this is going to be a very different game. Um, for the Knights, Jackson Hastings has been named to return after missing round 25 with an ankle injury. And Adam Clune, who was replacing him, has been listed in the reserves to back up. Uh, so I guess if he's actually not back, he'll just slip, slip straight back in there. And that's the only change to the Knights squad. Um, and for the Sharks, they're actually going with the same 17 that beat the Cowboys last week. So really, they've both found winning formulas that they're happy with and they're going to stick with. And I think you're right in saying that this is probably going to be the match of the round. They're both um, coming out to really prove a fair bit and they're pretty hungry for it, I think. Uh, I find it very hard to pick from here. And just it's like a bad habit that I think the Sharks are just better than the Knights for some reason. It's just in, ingrained in me. Um, and it's actually probably not the case at the moment. So it's <laughs> it's actually a really tough one for me to pick. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Knights, but I want to go the Sharks. It just doesn't seem right to go the Knights. I'm gonna go the Sharks. I change to the Sharks. <laughs> God, no! I, I don't know. My overthinking is what always gets me into trouble, and my tips go to. No matter who you tip now, the other team's going to win. That's just how the score works. Yeah, literally. What are you going to go, Lachlan? Make me feel better. I'm going to go Knights. So one of us, one of us will win it. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, seven in a row. I mean, I mean that's consistency now. Uh, that's something we haven't seen from Newcastle in a long time, and it's something that Cronulla lack. So, yeah, um, I'm going to go Newcastle, and I think I'm fairly confident about it. Maybe fairly confident, maybe. <laughs> Um, that's that's like M. That just sums M up. Fairly confident, maybe. I'm going the Knights because I was really disappointed that I didn't back them against South because I think it's almost like yeah, they're 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 just they're too good. Too good at home. That Knights crowd just gets them over the line every week. So yeah, I'm going to go the Knights. And I feel like if Cronulla beat them, it's like oh yeah, well, fair enough. Like you mentioned, M, you're almost conditioned to back Cronulla because. It's very hard to go against them, but I'm going to go the Knights. Just tip a draw, Emma. Just don't don't take. Actually, that's probably just as likely. They they have had a draw, so yeah. Oh, can I do that? I'm tipping a draw. Then you win both ways. Perfect. Emma's going to draw. <laughs> well, that's round 26, team. Good luck to everyone. Take our predictions. Probably not as Bible. Maybe just as general information because. <laughs> Um, it was pretty chaotic. No, we've, we've made some good bets. There's some good games coming up for us this week. Looking forward to it. Should be good. Yeah, it's going to be a wild round of footy. I was just going to make mention to um, the international footy that's just been announced over uh, October, um, which I'm excited about. See games in Port Moresby, um, some big games in Auckland as well. Just 
with all the Pacific teams. And then obviously Tonga touring England, which is just such an exciting development for International Rugby League. But yeah, there's going to be some really great fixtures. Um, yeah, and I can't wait to watch those. If someone wants to fly me to Port Moresby to watch those games, just like let me know. <laughs> How good. That's so that's in October. That means like we can keep our footy, our love of footy going. Like we can still get our fix in the offseason. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Lachlan. So to finish the show, I thought we'd do something a little bit different. Lainey normally does a little bit of a quiz at the start of the show. I don't really want to take the reins as quiz master. So I thought we would have a little bit of an imaginary dinner party, an imaginary rugby league dinner party. Let's call it that. So strap yourselves in. It's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> so each of us have brought five rugby league players or coaches past or present, so alive or dead, to the dinner party and we have to justify why we have chosen our selections and at the end we can discuss any potential conflicts that may occur or maybe some of our guests will hit it off. Um, I'm excited about this. I'm excited to see your choices, guys. This is going to be fun. Um, I'll start with you, Em. Who are you bringing to the dinner party and why? Well, I am just here for the good times, so I thought some fun people to hang out with would be some good old Queenslanders. I've got JT, Sammy Thiday. I feel like Cameron Munster's a bit of a jokester, so that'd be good good times. And then I've got um Nate Miles. And just to spice things up a little bit, I'm gonna chuck in Paul Gallen in there. <laughs> oh, I like it. It's very like bring a bunch of Queenslanders and Paul Gallen. And then Lachlan, who are you bringing? I can't follow that up. I haven't really um I don't have much of a storyline to mine, I'm gonna be honest. Not like a Paul Gallen into like shark infested waters or anything but um i've got benji marshall just like to talk to him about his plans over the next few years uh craig bellamy because just master coach you know um kind of in awe of him uh then i've got billy slater um under him um i just find him really interesting to talk to he's one of the i think the only people on tv discussing rugby league that i really connect with in terms of how he describes the game then i've got christian wolf um he's coming in as head coach of the Dolphins very soon he also has a heap of experience he's coached Tonga internationally which I think would be really interesting to talk about um and also coached over in St Helens very very successfully um so yeah very interesting career for him and he's taking on possibly the biggest job of his life um yeah very soon with the Dolphins and then my fifth just to spice it up in a different way to Paul Gallon spice it up but just because all my players are living so far I'm going to go with Puigal Bear, if you've heard of him, um, a French French fullback from the what, 50s or 60s, kind of known for playing with um, a cigarette in his hand. Um, and he was a very influential figure in European rugby league at the time and was a part of a touring French squad to Australia and New Zealand where they played like 29 matches against local clubs and stuff. And, yeah, I think that's a rugby league personality that um, would be a great insight into Rugby League, I guess, in a very crucial time for Rugby League. Also, he was playing just as France um, made Rugby League legal again because it was outlawed for for quite a bit um, during the Second World War and post-Second World War. So, yeah, Puy Gobert. What do you think? so interesting. (laughs) Oh, my God, I love your picks, Lachlan. How good. Good work, Lachlan. I knew you were going to be smart about it and actually pick some, like, good brains. (laughs) Rugby League royalty. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. Well done. What are you going, Gabby? Okay, well, I had I had Billy Slater too for obvious reasons. I love him. But since Lachlan has mentioned him, he can be the guest of honour. He can wear like a sash 
or a crown or something. He can sit at the head of the table. So I've swapped him out. So I'll have Maddie Johns, obviously, because he'll be life of the party, funny. And I feel like I love the Maddie Johns podcast and I just love his storytelling and like his rugby league stories. I think he would be a good storyteller. I have Jack Gibson, but he must wear the fur coat and the big sunglasses that he was renowned for. He has to wear that to the dinner party. I'd like to just sit and pick his brains, like even just for like an hour would be ideal. I think he would have so much knowledge and, yeah, like wouldn't it be cool to like if he was alive to get his perspective on like the game today. So he was number two. I had Mal Meninga. Um, I just think he's the greatest and I think he'd be fun to talk to. He's really like, I don't know, he's got like a warm personality and I would really like to talk to him about like, the Australia versus Great Britain game at Wembley Stadium in 1990. Like I obviously wasn't alive, but I would like to learn a bit more about that. Uh, I had Ryan Pappenhausen just because I didn't have any current players. <laughs> so I was like, I better throw in Pappy because he's making his return to rugby league so he can come to our party. And I have just replaced Billy with Wayne Bennett because how can we not? Like imagine Wayne there, like Wayne and Jack and these French players and Craig Bellamy, how good. So, yeah, that's my five. I like it. I feel like that was kind of the direction I started going and then I scrapped them and just went for chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think we should make this happen. Like, why not? Just Can reach out. Yeah, exactly. We cordially invite you, yeah, et cetera. The Mojo Sports NRL dinner party, only like $250 a ticket easy we could you know like they can only say no like, oh my god imagine <laughs> so we tell gallant we tell them it's a new south wales um <laughs> party well that feeds into my first question are there any conflicts or fights amongst the dinner party where would the conflicts begin that's really the only reason why i picked nate miles just so that he could have a go at paul gallant <laughs> and sam i think like sam yeah. definitely yep so that's the first one. <laughs> um, who would cause a bit of lack drama? I feel Cam Munster, you had Munster, yeah. he would 100% stir things up. Yeah, and he would get along well with Puppy as well, so they would be just up to some tricks, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I wonder if Craig... also, like, the only young ones. Sorry? I wonder if Craig Bellamy there would, like, um, ruin the party for them slightly. <laughs> True. No, I feel like... We could make Craig get, like, just get a bit loose, Craig. Just relax. <laughs> um, do you think your uh, Dolphins coach would be poaching any players, Lachlan, at the dinner party? Oh, I'd love to see him bring Slater out of retirement. That'd be fun. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Marshall, for that matter, as long as he could still coach us. I don't know. What about Wayne? Do you reckon, like, cause Ooh, Wayne, yeah, Wayne, would there be drama there? Wayne and Wolf, well, they've been working together. I don't know. I wonder what's going on behind the scenes there. I guess they make a pretty good team, judging by how the Dolphins have gone this year. But, yeah. Okay, so you each have to pick a guest that you would most like to talk to from the other panellists. So who Ooh. would you like to sit and have a conversation with at the dinner party from each of the other panellists? Em? I'm going to say Wayne. Wayne? Yeah. What about from Lachlan's? Um. Is Billy from Lachlan's or is yeah. he the yeah, yeah, I'll go Billy. Lachlan, who would you chat to? I think from Emma it'd be Sam Friday. Um yeah, probably 
I'd like to talk to Paul Gowan, but I think, yeah, I think Thide for me. Um, and then for Gabby, oh, I'm going to go Wayne. I can't say no to Wayne. Yeah. I thought you would for sure want to talk to Jack Gibson. Yeah, <laughs> but Wayne, you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> Wayne's almost the guest of honour at this dinner party. Well, yeah, I, I would definitely, I want to talk to the French dude. What did you say his name was again? Uh, Puig or Bear. If you look him up. There's some pretty pretty funny stories. Um, P U I G A U B E R T. What um, era did he play in? I like the the Siggy edition. <laughs> yeah, he, he was in he was in the fifties, um, right. mostly, and kind of late forties as well, a little bit. Um, but yeah, he was known as like Pipette or something because of the the cigarettes. Um, and he also was known quite controversially for. As a fullback, if there was a line break, he wouldn't attempt to make a one-on-one tackle because he said it was his teammate's fault for letting the, the player get that far. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's a bit of a character. Um, but, yeah. I'd like to, yeah, I'd talk to him and then from M's guests I'd have Cam Munster on the other side because I feel like they'd be a good pair, a bit yeah. of rough bags. They'd be fun to chat to. Yeah, it seems like he's probably Cam Munster from like 60 years ago. Yeah. Or whatever the math was seven years ago. <laughs> well, they're definitely there's a bit of a Queensland theme, really. Like I have Mal Meninga, so there's a yeah, interesting. I like to point Lachlan on Billy being like one of the only people you connect to in terms of like how he talks about footy. I feel like that every single week when I watch like the Sunday footy show, I feel like like when he speaks, it's like he's like the voice of reason. And I'm not just saying that because I love Billy. I just feel like, yeah, like even his podcast, he just talks a lot of sense and he's like no nonsense, straight to the point. Yeah, he'd be great at our dinner party. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think um, Sam Friday as well when Emma said that, I felt, had a kind of similar feeling. Um, yeah. He's just such a funny, like cool guy. Like I met him a few times at um, like the Queensland meet up things and yeah he's so chill like and he's just hilarious um yeah I like him what a great bunch I'm excited we should send out invites well any listeners want to chime in on our dinner party and discuss whether or not we've got good guests or not send us a message on Instagram or comment on this week's posts um we'd love to hear from you and see whether you agree or not with our guests and whether there might be some controversies that we're missing maybe and would you come (laughs) yeah and would you come to our dinner party and who might you have in place of someone yeah so that's it for this week guys that is round 26 thank you for tuning in be sure to visit our socials so you can chat with us about our dinner party plans any inclusions you might have any controversies that might have brought up and Good luck to Lachlan, who is playing in his grand final this weekend. Lachlan, do you want to share any nerves or any thoughts you have going into your grand final this weekend? Who are you playing? Where can we come and watch you? Give us all the deets. Uh, yeah, so um, we're playing Coogee Randwick Wombats, which is kind of the South's uh, feeder side at this point, um, at Leichhardt Oval, which is exciting for me, be on the ground that I've watched so many games at. Um, but, yeah, big week of training and we've got a video session as well. Um, going to be cheering on some other. I play for the Leichhardt Wanderers, so I'll be cheering on a few of those other teams in different age groups and such. We're also playing either semis or finals this weekend. So yeah, a big week, but yeah, just excited, really. Well, thanks for the 
the shout out there, Gabby. No worries. Best of luck. We will be waiting for scores and updates. Yeah, good luck, Lachlan. You got this. Thanks, Emma. Same to your uh, rugby team. Yes, Em, and your girls are how many weeks away from the finals? Uh, they've got this weekend. If they win this weekend, they go to the grand final. If they lose, then we're done. So good luck. Give us the dates. Where can people come and watch you play? Oh, not you Uh, personally, your girls play. You should be playing. playing (laughs) At 2.30 on Saturday at the Wallingbar Oval. Um, Yeah, and it's a big day of finals. They've got the uh, the under-18s and the men's uh, NA grades. So, yeah, get excited. (laughs) Well, good luck, team. I'll be cheering for you both from afar. I'll be thinking of you. How good. And that's a wrap for this episode of the NRL show. Thank you so much, Gabby, for captaining the side for this episode. And as always, keeping it fun. Also, thanks to Emma and Lachlan, always thoughtful and insightful contributors to the show each week. So wishing Lachlan and his team, the Leichhardt Wanderers, who are playing their grand final against the Coogee Wombats at Leichhardt Oval this weekend, all the very best. We hope you can get a win. Also, best of luck to Emma's women's rugby team that she coaches who are hoping for a win this weekend to make the grand final next weekend. So all our very best for a great game to all your teams. To our listeners, we hope you enjoyed this episode and keen to hear your comments on the dinner party guest list and who you'd invite. We wish your team a great round of football with no injuries, no send-offs and no suspensions. And if you're heading out to any of the matches, please be safe and have fun. Listeners, we honestly appreciate your support and hope you can tune in regularly. So please feel free to tell a friend about our show and help us to spread the word. This is the Mojo Sports NRL show where we talk all things rugby league. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other.